Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You get it. It's time for Beyond Okra with David the Hound Leggett. Leggett. All right, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this awesome December 1st. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Ultra. I am your host, David the Hound Liggett. Um, on this show, we're going to have uh, an interesting guest. He is the owner and operator of Shale Hill Adventure, a, a business called Synergy Sports, and he also runs a, a branch off of Synergy Sports called uh, Team Synergy. And uh, if you've ever followed my show, then you know that I am a obstacle course racer, and this is exactly uh, what we're going to be talking about today, obstacle course racing, designing and building your own courses, your own obstacles, and uh, fitness equipment that similarly will train you for certain types of things in that manner, such as American Ninja Warrior, if you guys watch it on TV, and uh, basically just completing an obstacle course race. But before we do that, I would just like to thank, as always, my sponsor, P4P Muscle. Uh, if you guys check them out, they are uh, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you're an athlete that's looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free based supplement, then check them out at P4PMuscle.com. Uh, if you go on and use my coupon code HOUND, that will be good enough for 15% off your purchase. So uh, check them out. They're awesome. I don't just uh, promote them. I use their products regularly. And in fact, I just came back from the gym a little bit ago where uh, I use Alter Ego and 100% ISO Way and also uh, Chain Reaction, which is Branch Chain Aminos. So uh, check them out. They have awesome flavors, good stuff, uh, everything you'll enjoy. So a little bit about obstacle course racing. Uh, if you guys are, are not familiar, obstacle course racing is basically a uh, challenging type of endurance event. Uh, you run, you complete uh, basically strength tasks uh, between grip, balance, carrying, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, if you've ever seen American Ninja Warrior, they're uh, specifically uh, an obstacle course. Um, so what's the difference between obstacle course racing and an obstacle course? Obstacle course racing basically is you go uh, – head-to-head -head with somebody, there's a bunch of running involved, too. So, uh, say Spartan Race, for example, you'll start, you'll run up a mountain, you get to the top of the mountain, you'll carry sandbags up and down the mountain, you'll do uh, lifting obstacles, basically we call something called a Hercules hoist, which is a big weight on a uh, rope, and you pull that to the top, put it down, it's, it's kind of heavy, it's kind of fun stuff, it's uh, very grueling stuff. So, People always ask, how do you train? How do you do anything for obstacle course racing? And the training always has to be basically beyond that of just running and just weightlifting. It, it has to think outside the box. So my guest, Rob Butler. Rob Butler and I have had the uh, privilege of racing together a couple times in the last year and a half. Uh, the first time I met up with Rob was the Obstacle Course Racing World Championships in Ohio back in 2014. We were uh, rolling through some barbed wire. And I had known Rob uh, online and through friends, and it was the first time we'd actually seen each other. And I was just like, hey, Rob, you know, and it was, it was kind of cool to meet somebody that you've known for a while. Uh, we had the pleasure again in Pennsylvania at the Pennsylvania Super and the Sprint. 
Uh, Rob and I had the pleasure of running with each other during uh, the Elite Heat, and uh, we, we got to talking about Shale Hill and Shale Hill Adventure, rather, which is the uh, obstacle course and training facility that he owns and runs. It is a permanent uh, obstacle course set up, and we'll talk about that, and I'll talk to Rob and find out exactly what that means for you guys. But um, just talking to Rob, I realized that uh, he's definitely an interesting guy and somebody that I wanted to have on this show. So we will uh, dive right in and see what Rob has to say this morning. Good morning, Rob. Are you there? Rob, are you there? All right. So I think we might have lost Rob. Hopefully he calls in in the next couple minutes. So a little bit about Shale Hill. Uh, Shale Hill is a uh, permanent obstacle course base uh, that he sets up obstacles and they're there year round. It's also a training facility. Um, so it's something that you guys can get on seven days a week. He uh, he, he designs the obstacles himself and uh, hopefully we can get him to call back in here. Uh, unfortunately, we had a little technical difficulty where he got dropped. I don't know if we had a bad connection or what's going on. But he runs this training facility where you can go in seven days a week, 24-7, uh, and basically go on. Oh, I think we got him. Why don't we talk to him and let him explain. Hi, Rob. Good morning. Hello, I think Dave. I lost you there. Yes, How are I, you? I was on there. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me, David. Yes, I'm sorry about that. I think we uh, we just ran into a bad connection. How are you this morning, sir? Doing just fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm wonderful. So, um, probably you heard me introducing Shale Hill. So, um I don't know, Rob, do you want to actually introduce yourself and just give us a little bit about, about your background? Sure, I'd be glad to. Um, as, as you've already said, you know, I own and, and operate uh, Shale Hill Adventure along with Jill. She and I run the place and uh, keep it up and up and going every every day for people to come out and play and train. But prior to prior to building this facility, I, I'm a, kind of a just a lifetime athlete. I've done all sorts of different things, uh, from triathlons to just regular running races to uh, of course, obstacle course racing and so forth. And I've done some uh, you know, BMX bike racing, and I also used to race snowmobiles and things of that nature. So I'm pretty familiar with lots of different sports, and, and um, obstacle racing was just a natural thing for me to get into. I loved it. It was pretty um, universal. Uh, just like myself, I'm kind of a universal athlete. Uh, not great at anything, but I'm pretty good at a lot of things. So uh, I, it's, obstacle racing was a good fit for me. So that was uh, why I got into obstacle racing. And when I got into obstacle racing, I realized that there was really no place for this, for training for this sport. And I thought, well, I'm going to build myself a little course just to practice on so that I can show up at these events and, and hopefully be able to hold my own and not be too surprised by what shows up there. And I started building obstacles, and, you know, one thing led to another. People started showing up on a Saturday morning and just playing and helping build some things. And after about six months of that, I realized that I probably had something here and I better go with it. So... We continued to build Shell Hill. We had our first race, and it was successful, and then we started opening it for training every day. And uh, now we sit here with two different courses. We have a 5K course and a 10K course and uh, about 70 different obstacles on our 10K course. So we have things here that are you're not going to see anywhere else, and we're also going to have things here you're going to see everywhere else. You know, we're a training center first and a racing center second. So our goal is to make sure that our customers are familiar with any obstacle that they may encounter out there in the field. So if I happen to go to a race and I see something that we don't have, chances are pretty good. If I like it, we're going to come back here and we're going to build something very similar to it so people can practice. Awesome. I, I, uh, and, I, and that's 
And that's a big thing in the obstacle course racing community is, you know, where do you go to practice? You'll see uh, posts of people at like jungle gyms and, and kids playgrounds. And, you know, that's something I, I, I don't like to do too much because I don't want, I don't want to break the equipment for somebody else to use. Um, and I think it's fantastic that you actually have yourself a spot and a spot to offer other people should they be willing to go up and, uh, and, and train. Um, <clears throat> so how do you come up? How do you come up with, uh, I know you said there's, there's going to be obstacles that, uh, that we see in races, but how do you come up with the other ones? How, how, where do you sit down and how do you think of ideas to go? You know what? I, I think this would be a, a fantastic obstacle to, to put at my course. Well, what I've done in the past, David, is I've come up with, like I said before, taking things off of other courses, as you mentioned, and, and kind of putting them on steroids a little bit. So we'll take a standard standard wall, for example, and we'll do something to it that makes it just a little bit more extreme, a little bit more difficult, and um, or, or just a little bit more challenging so that people, when they get out to a normal race, they'll, they'll see that, uh, oh, I can do this no problem because it's going to be a little bit easier than what we encountered there. As far as designing other things, I just kind of dream them up. I kind of sit there and, well, what would I like to try to do? What what What's going to challenge somebody, not only physically, but possibly even mentally? Maybe throw a little bit of fear in there. You know, you add height or you add claustrophobia to something, and it pulls it pulls uh, pulls people out of their comfort zone a little bit. And that's what I like to try to do is pull them out of their comfort zone in a safe way. We don't want to have anybody getting hurt. We don't... Uh, we're not a, a military-based type um, training program here. We are very supportive. We're very constructive when we work with people. We're not yelling and screaming in one of those kind of situations. We want people to improve. So I design the obstacles so that they can challenge themselves, make themselves stronger, maybe find some weaknesses that they have, and then we can address those weaknesses and work to make them their strong points and, and so forth. Oh, that's fantastic. So, ba- so basically, you'll, you'll, uh, if somebody comes up to an obstacle and they're like, you know what, uh, maybe at a Spartan race or a Warrior Dash or, or even, even a Shale Hill event, I fail this obstacle you know, every time I come up with it. So you guys will actually sit down and, and give them the, basically the step-by-step on, on how to negotiate such a thing during their training time with you? Absolutely. Yep. We, we, do, we do lots of training here. Like I said, we, don't, we hold you know, six or seven races a year. But the majority of our time is spent training people and teaching people different tricks of the trade. Uh, and there's a lot of little tricks and tips that help you get through things and improve your, your obstacle prowess, if you will, <laughs> and just make it simplified. You know, Try not to overthink things. Try to utilize as little energy as possible during your obstacle portion of the race. Save it for the running part. You know? And um, by training people that way, we, we've really made some fantastic gains in people's ability to, to uh, increase their finishing times at races and increase the, the uh, amount of obstacles that they can complete during a race. You know, typically, if someone trains with us, they almost very rarely will they fail an obstacle at an event somewhere. Um, you know, it's, it's just like any other sport. When you, when you can train on something every day or every week, you get familiar with it, you get a certain level of comfort with it, and without, without that opportunity, you know, you're really up against it. People train in a gym all week, and then you go there on a Saturday morning, and you're required to do all this stuff that you really have no place to train on. And uh, that, that was what Shale Hill was really based on. How can we give people something to train on that they go to a race, and they're really ready for it, they're prepared for it, and it also makes for a safer racer, uh, less likely to get injured, less likely to hurt somebody else, you know. And um, so that's what, that's what we really try to do. We really tr- bring people in. And we bring in, we have all kinds of different training sessions. You know, we do weekend-long training camps. We do week-long training camps. We even do, I don't know if you heard of our 
30 days of Shale Hill from last year, but people actually came, lived with us for 30 days, and trained every single day uh, for 30 days straight. So we have all different levels of training, and it's it's for all different levels of racer. And we start from people with people who have never ever even heard of an obstacle race before, all the way up to pro athletes that come here that are professional obstacle course racers, training and 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 taking some lessons just to get some more tips and little tricks to help increase their speed uh, while while going through a course. And amazingly so, um, for those that are listening, if if you guys know uh, the way Rob is speaking, I, I can tell you, having raced with Rob, that this is proof positive that you will be fast and complete obstacles. Um, the case in point in the in the PA Super, or I'm sorry, it was actually the Sprint Rob. I think we met up with. Um, I was working, I was working my butt off. I was running, 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 and I would run up to Rob, and he's talking to the you know the event promoters and the, and the guys that are out building the courses, and he says, you know, I'm just out here having a good time. And that is how fast Rob is on these obstacles because he's so used to doing them. And for a guy like me, and I think that's that's where I would benefit being at Shale Hill, Rob is uh, I don't get to train on the obstacles. So basically the only time I see obstacles is when I get to the races. So if you guys are uh, are wondering if, if what Rob is saying is, is case in point proven, it is. I mean, he's a fast guy. He's amazingly quick on obstacles. And even has time to, in the middle of a race, you know, talk to the race organizers and constructors about, you know, how the race was going and the terrain. So, you know, it works. It's proof positive. So, you know, take his word for it. He, he will help you guys out. I appreciate that. And we, we really do try to, you know, work with people and, and really make them make them faster and efficient and so forth. We have a lot of ways to do it, and you know, we love to we love to make people we love to hear their success stories. You know, on a on a typical Monday morning or even a Sunday evening when I get onto my computer, I have lots and lots of little email uh, emails and texts and and so forth from people. You know, saying, "Wow, I was able to do this and I was able to do that and I was you know I wasn't able to do that before." And uh, it really makes you feel good and it, it makes them want to continue training and become stronger and and it keeps them interested in the sport and that's really the whole goal is to keep the sport healthy you know um i I often use this analogy when i talk about obstacle course racing and you may or may not agree with it but in my opinion obstacle course racing kind of started if you were looking at the construction of a building obstacle course racing kind of started on the second story you know it really started out just with racing and the fact of the matter is that you need places to train. You need a foundation, a solid foundation underneath the sport to, to make it um, strong and solid and long and give it some longevity. You know, if you know where would basketball be and where would soccer be and where would all these other sports be if they didn't have places for people to train? You know, CrossFit is a great example. You know, where would you where would it be if people didn't have a place to go to train? And that's why the the development of fixed location obstacle courses is so important to the health of the industry, in in my opinion. You know, we're we're case in point. We're we're going into our fifth season here. We've had our best year ever. Um, typically, in a in a year here at Shale Hill, by September, like we're really busy in September before all the World Championships happen and so forth, and then it just dies off. We've had people here almost every single day doing something, and weekends have been very nice and busy right up until just even this weekend, this past weekend. So we're seeing an increase in in the season. People are training longer, and they're they're more they're more serious about it. And uh, and they have a lot of fun, and that's what makes the sport so so great is that it is it is fun. It's a risky type sport, you know, yeah. in, in a world where all the risk is really trying to be negated, and, and you know, the insurance companies are trying to get rid of every risk and every single thing you do in your entire life. Here you have obstacle racing, which is a little bit risky. It's a little bit tough. It's a little bit, you know, you have to be pretty durable in order to do it. 
and it's it's that risk and it's that excitement that makes it so popular, makes people really stand up and, and say, oh, I want to do this again. You know, it's very, very rare that I have somebody come out to the course and never see them again. You know, I can only think, honestly, of maybe two people that um, came out and said that they would never be back, and one of them was a girlfriend of a guy who said, I just came out to support him. I have no interest in doing it again. <laughs> Other than that, virtually everybody comes back and enjoys it, and they either come back for racing or they come back for training or they come back for both. You know, we we are in a, in a great location here in Vermont. It's really pretty. It's um, a great place to come and, and take a, a long weekend. You know, you can come out and get a nice bed and breakfast down the road or you can stay in one of the local inns or you can, you know, go to – you know, Rutland, which is only about a half an hour drive away, and stay at all the local chain motels and all that kind of stuff. But it's a great way for people to get a little vacation time. They'll come up, spend the weekend, come to Shale Hill for three or four hours, go out, beat themselves up a little bit, learn a little bit, and then go out and enjoy the rest of the weekend, you know, doing other things in the area, whether it be boating or camping or skiing or whatever the case is. So we're in a good location for for um, that. And Shale Hill is growing into a, a different kind of, business in that, you know, we're called Shale Hill Adventure. We're not called Shale Hill Obstacle Course. And the reason we're called Shale Hill Adventure is because we're, we have a plan and the plan is to grow this into an adventure center. So we're going to be a kind of a destination place where people can come. We're going to have zip lines and we're going to have mountain biking. We're going to have BMX bike tracks. We're going to have paintball and all these things. So people will be able to come here with their family, whether they're into obstacle racing or not. One of them might be into obstacle racing and they want to do that. And now we'll have other activities for the rest of the family. So it should make for a good destination weekend or, or week-long trip. Oh, I absolutely agree. I, I really do agree. I was uh, The last time I was in Vermont, and I think it was actually the only time I was in Vermont, was the, uh, the Spartan Race World Championships in 2013. And uh, I absolutely thought it was beautiful there. Uh, actually, I, I, I lie. It was the second time I was in Vermont. And uh, all, every time it was beautiful. So I, I, I can imagine you're, you're lucky with the views and, and the mountains and everything you have up there. So I, I fully agree. And I think that's going to be awesome that you're going to develop with, uh, with all those other sports incorporated. It's, it's definitely going to be a fun place. Um, it's, it certainly so, will. That's our goal. Fun is our, fun is our goal. <laughs> and, and like you touched on, you, you touched on uh, you do events. And you have an interesting event coming up in February. And it's the fourth annual event, mind you, the Polar Bear Challenge. Do, do, you want, do you want to talk about the Polar Bear Challenge? I've seen photos of it, and I go, wow, I can't believe people, people actually do this. So do you want to talk about what it is and, and why I would be so amazed about it? Absolutely. I'd love to talk about it. It's one of our favorite races. It's probably our, our largest and most popular race, although it's, it's being uh, nipped at the heels by one of our new races, which I'll talk about in a few minutes. But the Polar Bear Race was developed to give people a winter activity that is very, very challenging, yet extremely fun. This is not an event that is a beatdown. We're not bringing you out here and throwing you out in the cold and saying, okay, go suffer for eight hours. That is not what this is about. The polar bear is about challenging yourself and having a great time with your friends doing it. And what you do is we have our 10K course here, and the object is to finish as many laps of the course in eight hours as you can. Now, we have a great start. When we start off in the morning, it's usually between 2 degrees and 20 degrees. just depends on the year. So it's chilly. But, but, but most people think of that as being really cold. But the fact of the matter is these people are dressed for it. They're ready for the cold. You know, when you're in a summer race and you're out there in your shorts and T-shirt and you get all wet, 
you say, oh, well, I'm really cold and I'm freezing. It's a different kind of cold. Here, you're not wet at all. We don't have any water submersion. We don't do any of that kind of stuff. We want you to stay dry and healthy and strong and have a good time. Now, we also, um, at, the, at the starting line, you're, you're right before the start, you're in a great big heated party barn that we have. We've got the heat going. We've got a 30-foot-long buffet of food sitting there. And it's there all day long. So every time you come in from a lap, you can go in, you can sit down, you can get something to eat. You know, I think we went through something like 40 or 50 pounds of bacon last year. Um, uh-huh. No, actually, I think it was even more than that. But at any rate, we, we go through a lot of bacon. <laughs> wow. But, um, but it's really a relaxed, fun event. When you're out there uh, on the course, we have four or five different places where we have little bonfires going so you can stop and warm up and talk to your friends and visit. And, of course, we have water stations and so forth. And the other unique thing about the polar bear is that you don't do any penalties out on the course. If you fail an obstacle, there's a little bin there on the obstacle, and you take a little poker chip out of it. And you bring, you put that chip in your pocket, and you bring all the chips back to the to the finish line when you get here and before you're allowed to cross the finish line you hand in your tokens and you do all your penalties right there in front of the whole world so mm-hmm. <laughs> we call it the penalty box and you mm-hmm. come in and you roll a dice and you're you know there's a chart there on the on the wall and your dice match up with the chip color and you pick whatever your uh, um, penalty is and it, they're always different and they can range from something really funny like uh, last year we had eating saltine crackers without any water mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know you had to do that down to a sliding down a hill on a sled, you know, and coming back up the hill, you know, half a dozen times or ten times, or in one case, some guy had to do it, I think, 110 times. So, oh. <laughs> so it, it's fun and it's it's enjoyable, and it's definitely different than any event you're going to go to. It is not, like I said, it's not one of these suffer fests where you go out there and you get beat up and you get, you know, we're trying to freeze you and we're trying to throw you in cold. We're not doing any of that stuff. We're simply making it really, really fun. It's an unmanned event, meaning you're out there on the course just by yourself with with your friends or or even just alone, depending on what you you know what your running situation is. And everybody kind of watches out for everybody. We have about 25 people that are running the course with you, running the race with you, that are also working the race. So it's a they're, they're kind of mobile and they're all spread throughout the crowd. And it's a real honor system race. You know, it's really testing the honor of these people. If you fail the obstacle then you, you penalize yourself. You be honest with it, and you do it. And I tell you, we've had a lot of really good luck with it. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, it's, it's by far, our, at this point, our most um, successful event that we have. It's rated in the top five best winter races in the world, uh, which is pretty unique. Um, and then, uh, like I said before, we're, it's our most popular event so far. However, it's getting caught up to pretty quickly with our new 24-hour race that we did the last two years. <laughs> Our 24-hour event is really, really growing fast, and it's a wonderful event. And, so and Rob, 20, the object, and, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, and the object, and the object basically of these races is to see how many laps you can complete within the eight-hour or the 24-hour period. Correct. That is correct. Yes. And, and the neat thing about the the 24-hour race, or the unique situation, I think, is that it's also an honor system race. It's not like these larger events. You know, we don't have. 300 volunteers that can stand out here for 24 hours straight. So it's really an honor system event. And uh, we do a very good job of watching the course, taking care of people. Of course, all of our races have full-time medics on staff and all that kind of stuff. It's very safe that way. And uh, we have radios all around the course that people can call in on if there's a problem. And and we're out on the course. I'm out on the course for 24 hours straight. And uh, another 
18 or 20 people are out on a course just milling around for 24 hours straight. We we keep a really good eye on people, even though it's an unmanned event. It's really not – you're not alone out there. And our 24-hour our race, the first year we had it, I think that we had nine people. <laughs> that was all we could get. And uh, last year we had, I think, almost 130 people. So in one year we grew exponentially. This year we're probably going to be pushing the limit on maybe 300 or so people at that event. And it's a blast. It, you know, we have bonfire going the whole time. It's very relaxed. It's very fun. Our events are meant to be enjoyable. Yes, you're going to challenge yourself. I mean, 24 hours on my course is is ridiculous. <laughs> one one lap on my course is really difficult. You know, most people leave here and their hands are hurting and they're, you know, they're beat up after one lap. So these people that turn in 10, 11, 12 laps on this course are just amazing, amazing athletes. Yeah, that's and uh, and you touched on and you touched on the uh, the honor system, and I think that's what makes the sport of obstacle course racing so fantastic is not only the honor system, but the pride the athletes have in themselves, basically to say, you know what, um, hey, I penalized myself. People weren't watching, and I knew I messed up an obstacle or I touched a part of it that I wasn't supposed to. And even though the volunteers weren't watching, I walked over and said, hey, you know, I owe you guys the penalty. And I think that's what makes the obstacle course racing community in itself a whole. And I think, and I think, like you said, your events, your events are fun and they're meant to be fun. And I think that's also what makes it fun. It's just people taking pride in themselves going by saying, you know what, I, at, at this point, you know, Hey, I may, may or may not lose the event, whatever, but you know, I, I have the honor system and I have pride in myself to say, you know, I can, I did it and I penalized myself for that. So, you know, I, I'm glad that you guys, you guys take that and, and make sure that you stress that with the athletes. I think that's the most important thing as well. It's it's very important and it's it's very impressive to watch these guys. I'll give you a quick example, and I'm going to do a little bit of name dropping here for two athletes that ran and and came in first and second in our 24-hour race last summer. But Del Levere came in first place, and Evan Perperis came in second place. Both well-known athletes in the endurance industry and in the OCR industry. And I went down into the woods here about three o'clock in the morning, pitch dark. And nobody knew I was there, and I was watching these guys go through the obstacles. And those guys, at 3 o'clock in the morning, they could have walked past everything, and nobody would have known. And neither one of those guys skipped anything, anything. They went through there, and they attempted every single obstacle. Whether they could do it or not didn't matter. They tried it. And I was it was impressive. It was amazing. And it's a real testament to the types of athletes that we're talking about here. I mean, these guys are just – Deep down in their bodies and their minds, they do not know the word cheat. They don't know how. They don't know what it means. You know, they're right. being fair to themselves and they're being fair to their competitors. And uh, you watch two guys go after each other for 24 hours straight, battling it out, and at the end becoming really good friends about it. That's pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And that's and that's mostly how most friendships occur in obstacle course racing. You don't know somebody, but you end up getting alongside them, or you push each other. Even though you're racing, like. I've always I've always promoted myself as being a fan of the sport. Even though I'll be in the middle of a race, I'm still, you know, I see someone struggling and I'm yelling their name. Hey, come on, you know, pick it up, do whatever you got to do. And that's, that's awesome to see the camaraderie and the, uh, the pride that goes into that race. That, and I, and I want to say that, you know, these guys train, train all year round for these races. And I think they would be cheating themselves too, if they didn't, they didn't go after the obstacles and just ran around it and, you know, it, it, would, it would just be a waste of all that effort they put into everything. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. So we'll move on here. You came up, you came up with your own, your own brand of workout equipment. 
And you, you've aptly named that Synergy Sports. And do you want to talk about what Synergy Sports is, Rob? Absolutely. I'd love to. Yep. Um, over the years, watching people train here and watching people in races and so forth all around the country, just I was, I've just watched people and I've been trying to learn where, where they need improvement and how they need improvement and so forth. And I, um, I developed a, a small product called a push-up pipe, or we call them pups for short. And it's a product that, and this is not a sales pitch, I'm just telling you the history of the company. Um, the, the push-up product that we developed really develops a ton of wrist, hand, and forearm strength, finger strength, and all that kind of stuff, all grip-related. And it really has helped a lot to develop a lot of muscle groups that you typically don't work in a standard gym workout. And so we marketed that in an effort to increase people's grip strength and and it has really helped a lot of people become successful at obstacles. It also, you know, there's one thing that a lot of people don't realize in, in obstacle racing, and, and that is that they wonder why their hands are always getting blistered up. And it's because your grip strength isn't strong enough. The reason you generate a blister is the movement between your hand and another object, and it's that heat generated there that, that creates the blister. If your grip is strong enough, your hand is not moving on that product. So it's not going to generate that heat and you're not going to generate as many blisters and so forth. You'll generate some calluses, but you won't generate a full you know, blister that you're going to rip off. And anybody who's in obstacle course racing has experienced that, I would think, at some point in their career. So Synergy Sports was, was developed after I did this product. I thought, you know, there's a whole line of things here that we could be doing for people to develop equipment that will allow them to train effectively and efficiently at home or in the gym for this sport and for many other sports, you know, our equipment isn't just just for OCR training. It has a great position in OCR training, but it's great for CrossFitters. It's great for martial artists. Uh, just recently, in the last little while, we've been talking with a lot of arm wrestlers, believe it or not, professional arm wrestlers, and our products develop lots and lots of hand and wrist strength, and those guys need that. That's, all, that's their whole career is based on that. So our products are really pretty universal, and this year, Synergy Sports has been around for couple years as far as just our pups product we, we really got full-blown this year we, we launched synergy sports as a full-blown company it's its own entity um, separate from shale hill and it, uh, it it's fully blown now we've got tons of new products and we're really trying to market towards the home unit uh, home user so somebody can purchase one of our little uh, rage racks that they can mount on their wall and they can work on uphill monkey bars for example they can work on all vertical grip strength ideas all in this little tiny cage they can mount on their wall. It doesn't take up any floor space. It's very cost effective and it's super efficient. And um, you know our whole thing, at, our whole slogan, we have two slogans and the first slogan for, for Synergy Sports that we developed was when strong isn't strong enough. It's taking that athlete and putting them on the next level, taking them to the next level. You know as I always say you you can be great, big, strong, muscular guy, but if your hands aren't strong enough to hold a big weight up, it doesn't matter how big your arms are. If your hands can't carry it, you can't pick it up, you can't move it. So we start, our strength starts from the hand and works its way up the arm, and that's the way most of our equipment works. And uh, like we have new heavy jump ropes, like high-speed ball-bearing jump ropes that weigh six, seven, eight pounds. And so you know, they, a, high, a heavy jump rope is not anything new. You know, heavy jump ropes have been around for years and years, but um, most heavy jump rope companies put the weight in the rope. We put a lot of the weight in the handle, so it's a whole different motion. You can get a, you can actually use one of our six or seven pound 
maybe even our eight-pound high-speed rope, and get double-unders with it. You know, it, it, wow. it increases your cardio while exerting energy, you know, working your wrists, your forearms, your shoulders, that sort of thing. So every product we design and develop has a purpose. It's not just, hey, we're trying to make more money, let's create a product for that. It's what works. I mean, we've, we've, we've made equipment and thrown tons of stuff away because it just doesn't work. This isn't what we're trying to do. We're trying to make very simple, cost-effective equipment that people can generate an excellent workout with, with very little time. You know, if you take one of our jump ropes, for example, and you have five minutes to work out, it's, it's a full-body workout in five minutes. It's amazing. You'll have, your heart rate will be a, you know, pushing 170, 175, and you'll be completely just soaked in sweat in five or six minutes. So, you know, those, those products are great for people. And once again, this isn't a sales pitch. I've got to stop talking like it's a sales pitch. <laughs> but um, we have tons of equipment. We're trying to focus on products that aren't out there right now, things that people can't get. How do I, how do I find this product? And something sim- as simple as how do I mount a rope at my house? You know, a lot of people don't have trees, but maybe they have a telephone pole, you know, for example. So we have um, products now that, we're, that we've developed. This is a very standard little rope mount, and we have a strap system for mounting it. So it's not even, you're not even bolting it in anymore. Anybody can mount the thing. You put it up against a tree or something, you throw a strap around it, you ratchet it tight, and you're done. You know, so those are products that are unique and simple for, for the end user to just simply take and run with. So that's, and that, that's, and that's, that's one of our biggest focuses this year. Right. And you mentioned that, that mobile rope mount. That's awesome because, you know, there's a, there's groups out there, and, and I know you, you have a lot of them up, up at Shale Hill that uh, they do, like, workouts. Like, they go to a park, and they grab, like, 30, 40 people, and they do a group workout, and they, they try and incorporate, like you said, grip strength and, and everything that, that Synergy Sports encompasses. And uh, I, I see that as a uh, – as an innovative design that they can bring with them to those group workouts and go, hey, you guys, you know, we'll do rope climbs or we'll do, you know, like you said, uh, angled monkey bars and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that's awesome that you guys are developing something something of that fashion. It's, you know, it's a whole other product line. What you just what you just mentioned is is interesting. We have a product line now, and it's all the product that you, you mount in the hitch of your car or truck. Everybody has a standard tow hitch, or a lot of people have a standard towing hitch in their vehicle. We have a, an adapter system that you, you put a rope climb right in the hitch mount of your car. It's telescoping. It's 14 feet tall when you extend it, and when you drop it down, it's only 7 feet tall, so you can drive around with it. That's awesome. All right, for some reason, I, ju- I just lost Rob again. Um, it, it's got to be the connection. Uh, he'll call in in a minute. Uh, sorry about that, guys. But, uh, you know, just, just talking about the, the, the products he's developing is uh, – is innovative. I mean, these are things that aren't out there, as he said, and this is all stuff you can do at home. You, you know, if you don't have the time to go to the gyms or CrossFit gyms or, or doing that stuff, he's developing uh, equipment that you can do at home. All right, I got him back, so we'll keep on that. Hey, Rob. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm not sure why we talk- keep cutting out there. No, yeah, that's 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 strange. But uh, you're talking about the telescope. I was just just talking about how the innovative designs work and how people can get them at home. But we were talking about the telescoping rope climb. I think that's, that's an awesome concept. Well, well, it, it really does work well. And, it, and what, our, what our main goal with that was was to give people that do uh, remote boot camps or mobile boot camps and things like that, gives them an opportunity to take a rope climb with them without having to worry about climbing up into a tree when they get to the local park or without 
you know, doing all those things that, that are getting a lot of people in trouble now. I mean, I hear from boot camp people all the time, well, we're going to the local park, and now the, the park people are complaining about us being there because we're climbing in the trees and we're doing all this stuff. So we developed this line of equipment, and we actually have a whole bunch of attachments for this thing that go on the back of your car. And we have a 10, or excuse me, a 12-foot long traverse wall that mounts to this thing. We have um, a, a bar that comes off of it that you can set at different heights. You can do pull-ups. You can do um, muscle-ups on it. You can do all kinds of things like that. You can carry on that same bar. You can mount. You can throw big tires on it and, and take them with you. So when you get there, you'll have tires to flip around and things of that nature. There's also a salmon ladder kit that goes on there, so you can practice your salmon ladder stuff. I mean, we have all these options. There's a hoist option for it, so you can practice your, your hoist, as you were mentioning earlier at the Spartan Race. So yeah. we have this very mobile unit that's very compact, very cost-effective. I mean, realistically, someone who wants to start a mobile boot camp company for a few thousand dollars can start it right off the back of their truck, and they can, they can start it up you know, in a week. We can have the stuff shipped to them, and they're, they're up and running. So there's, there's things like that. I'm trying to look at, at other businesses and how, how can we help people in the industry you know, develop not only themselves and their business, but develop the industry increase the exposure that people have to our to our sport and uh, this is the only way that i can figure that i can do it so this is what i'm trying to do and this is what synergy sports is trying to do you know we we work with a lot of gyms as well you know we outfit complete gyms with equipment and we make great big what we call a rage cage and uh for example a standard rage cage has over 90 feet of monkey bars in it has 90 oh, wow. feet of vertical pipes 90 feet of, of hanging ropes it has spring bar stations, dip stations. It has heavy bag stations. This is all a standard unit that we build. It's, it's basically built to, um, it's, uh, it's about 15 feet wide and about 30 feet long. And in about two hours, we can show up with it, put it together, and you're in business, you know, in just a couple of hours. You know, it's a complete gym in a box, if you will. <laughs> and I say in a box. It's not in a box. It comes on a great big trailer. But, um you know, we, we do that, and we, we, we custom-build equipment for people. Anything people need, we can do it because we do everything ourselves. You know, we're all made in USA. We do everything here. We have a shop down in Delaware, and um, we also have a shop up here in, in Vermont. So we're able to do just about anything people need. We do all our own powder coating. We do everything ourselves. So we're very efficient that way, and, and we're very um, flexible if people really need something in particular, it has to fit a certain dimension inside of an existing gym, we can make it happen. And um, that's, that, that's a whole other side of our business. That's kind of the bigger end of it. You know, we're, we just offered a new program this year. You know, I, I started my own company and, and did it myself, and, and I'm starting this other company and doing it myself, and I know how hard it is to get started. You know, the cap, getting the capital to get started is very difficult. You know, financial, the financial end of it is very tough. So what we've done with, with Synergy Sports is we've come up with a, a new program for potential gym owners who want to start a new uh, fitness center, and we are working on a, a lease program with them. So they can, oh. they can contact us. We can talk about filling their gym with equipment, you know, something they wouldn't be able to do by themselves. But we can go and we can fill it with bodyweight training equipment from Synergy Sports and help them get started. And that will help not only them, it'll help us, and it'll also help the industry, you know, because the industry will then be able to get introduced more and more to this body weight type training and the obstacle course type training. And once again, we're not just obstacle course based. We do tons of stuff in CrossFit. We do tons of stuff in martial arts and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're, we're, 
Synergy Sports is pretty universal. Even though we started in the optical racing world, we really are. We fit in a lot of different spots. Right. Yeah, and uh, and I noticed that the uh, the obstacle course racing world championships this year, you guys had a, a trailer set up, so basically people can try out try out your 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 gear. And uh, I did. I I was afraid to get on it the day before the race, and then. Uh, you know, because I, I was like, yeah, I don't want to burn out my arms or you know my 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 forearms because I know I know what it takes what it takes to go across a rig like that, and uh, you know I was envious of it. I saw it. I was like, I still want to get on it. I want to get on it. You know, I'm like a big kid. You know, I see that and I see it as a, a giant playground. Um, but I I did see people actually negotiating it, and you know the most common thing was the smile at the end, and uh, and I, I think it's great that you offered offered that up so people wanted to see what you guys were about that they could try that out. Yeah, that that particular rig is uh, that was built to, to. It's called the Band Cutter, or at least it was named the Band Cutter for OCR World Championships, and that was a, a year's worth of work went into that to try and make it uh, appropriate for that that race. And it turned out it was a little too difficult for World Championships, so it, was, <laughs> it ended up being just a display. But um, that that trailer has since been rebuilt in such a fashion that it's a mobile training center, and we can train up to about 20 people at, at a time on that unit. So we can show up at a at a gym, for example, that doesn't have monkey bars and doesn't have all the ropes and doesn't have all that stuff, but they still want to have a, a seminar or a clinic for obstacle training. Uh, we can show up there, either myself or one of our trainers can go with it, and we, um, we can teach a one or two or three day clinic on site for people. And that thing has a full PA system on it where you can have a head mounted uh, microphone so we can talk. Everybody can hear us throughout the whole place. And uh, it's really a mobile training center that's that's very universal. We we have probably 40 different obstacles on there that you can practice. I mean, we can teach rope climbing on there to 20 people at a time. We have 20 ropes on that thing. So you know, it has it has over 80 feet of monkey bars on it. It has uh, all kinds of things: rope traverses, hoists, cargo nets. I mean, you name it, it's it's got it. And if it doesn't have it, we can make it have it. So our goal with that is to to help. The industry by being able to take that to different places, uh, you can take it to schools. You can you can you know take it to have kids play on it and, and so forth and teach them the ins and outs of obstacle course racing at a at a young age. You can have little contests on it, which is always fun. You can take it to corporate events. You can do all kinds of things with it. So that's the first of its kind. I've never seen one anywhere else, and uh, we're hoping that that will um, change the face of obstacle course racing a little bit. It'll help get it more in the public eye and uh, make it a little bit more accessible to, to, to more gyms. And a lot of gyms can't, can't be so diverse. You know, they, they have all their equipment, they have only so many square feet, but they still want to teach a clinic sometime. Now they can. We can show up. Right. Uh, they can get on our schedule. We can show up and, and do it, and it works out real well. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. Like I said, I saw that. I actually saw it, and like you said, that it was going to be used for the Obstacle Course Race World Championships. I saw it. I was like, wow, is that going to be in the race? And I was like, oh, no, it's like a, you know, like a demonstration trailer. And, uh, yeah, I like that, that it's mobile. And uh, if you guys are listening and you, you guys really want to check this thing out, get with Rob because, uh, like I said, I, I still wanted to go on it and swing across. But I, I knew I knew what we were doing the next day. So it was more of a, you know, I'll come back to it and, and get on it. And, you know, I, I unfortunately, I was so cold after running the race. And, you know, I, I, I incurred a concussion and all that stuff. I didn't think it wise to actually go on the rig on Saturday after the race. So, I'm actually kind of disappointed that I didn't get to try it out because I, I mean I stood stood behind it and kept saying oh, I want to go I want to go I want to go but you know again we we were racing so we knew it was at stake but I hope I do get the opportunity to try that thing out because it was it was amazing the way you had that set up so 
you know, I appreciate well, that you, you you put yourself out there for it, everybody. It, a, <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was our pleasure to have it there. It was our pleasure to be at, at OCR World Championships with it and with our equipment and our gear there and and our team. And uh, you know, you anybody who comes to any one of my races this year at uh, Shell Hill, they'll have a chance to take on the band cutter if they want to. It's here, it's set up, it's ready to go. It's not set up right this second, but we're getting ready to move it into position and it'll be set up for the rest of the winter in one location. So people will be able to come here and, and challenge themselves on it. It's it's probably it, it's quite possibly one of the most difficult obstacles ever built. It's pretty cool, but it's completely doable. It's something that people can can strive to get and figure out and they can they can do it. So um, it's fun. It's really a fun thing. And, and from from Synergy Sports, you actually developed a team to represent Synergy Sports. Do you want to talk about how the team works? Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Team Synergy. Um, it turned out fantastic. This was our first year doing it. We had tryouts last May, and we had the tryouts on my birthday right in the beginning of May. It's kind of my little birthday present. It was kind of fun, and we had a whole bunch of people show up for for tryouts. And we, we put them right through the mill. They did, I don't know, they probably did 20 miles of, of uh, exercises that day and hard, brutal stuff, Every every everything from timed miles all the way down to timed course runs on my course. So they really put in a good workout. They really earned their spots. And um, this past year, the reason I put the team together was to, to get some um, – Get, get the name out in the public eye in a, in, a, in a good way. You know, we picked really good people. We don't we don't pick racers just because they're fast, or we don't pick racers just because of you know whatever the case may be that they're strong. We pick racers because they're good people. We pick the racers that we pick because they they bring a lot to the table. You know, they're they're ambassadors for the sport. They're ambassadors for our company, and they're just good people all the way around. And that's what we're trying to do. And and what what ended up happening is. We had about 68 team members this year. So for the first year having a race team, 68 team members was a pretty good start. Um, we had a, an A squad and a B squad. The A squad being the slightly faster people that um, you know had, had finished on the podium a little bit more often and so forth. And then the B team um, that came in, the B squad came in, and, and they actually finished on the podium an awful lot this year, which was great. And they also... Um, support each other out at, at race venues. So when you go to a race somewhere, chances are pretty good you're going to have a team member there for you, supporting you. And, and it's always nice when you're at a race to, to have that extra support. And our team has a good a good way about them, and they, they help other people out on the course as well. You know, we're there to, to, to make the sport good and make the sport strong. And the other reason I developed the team was, was uh, you know, obviously for our equipment. You know, we're trying to get the name out there. We're trying to get people talking about our equipment. And we have a new product coming out this year. It's our first product of, a, of this kind. It's a soft goods product. It's a hydration pack. And it's, a, it's really state-of-the-art. There's nothing like it out there. And the goal is to put these hydration packs on all of our racers and get them to show people how they work and why they work and what's so great about them. And they're going to be introduced this, this spring. We're going to have them actually in uh, January of this year. But that was the other reason for getting the team together was to really promote the product, promote the name, and help each other to do something that we really couldn't do on our own. And we had a lot of amazing successes in, in, in the team this year. And quite honestly, the most amazing success was happened at OCR World Championships, and it had nothing to do with the race. It was the, the Friday night before the race. We had a great big team dinner, and everybody from the team that was there showed up. We had, a, we had rented a facility, and we, we were all there. It was like, it's like we had known each other forever. It was a big family and everybody was supporting each other and talking about what they were going to do the next day and what they were going to do this weekend and what they had done all season. 
and it was just really, really neat. It turned into a little family, and we're hopeful that everybody that was on the team this year will come and try out again next year. We're going to do tryouts every single year, and uh, this year you know, our tryouts are on April 30th. It's open to anybody who wants to try out. Uh, tryouts are mandatory. You can't make the team without coming to tryouts this year. We didn't do that last year, and this year we're going to make it mandatory. But uh, the benefit is that we, you know, we helped out the racers as much as we could. We helped them out with some uniforms. We, we, we paid podium finishes. We did some things. And, um, you know, we're limited on, on what we can do, but we're, we're doing as much as we can. And as the company continues to grow, the team will also continue to grow. And uh, hopefully we can really help some people out. You know, this year we were, we were fortunate enough to be able to sponsor some, some uh, other pro athletes in some other events. Uh, for example, we sponsored the Team Synergy Sports at World's Toughest Mudder. You know, with Ryan Atkins and John Albin and uh, Matt Murphy and Eric Batty, and they did a great job representing not only themselves but the but the the, the team uh, effort and the team name. They uh, they didn't quit. They they really did a great job. They put in 80 miles at World's Toughest Mudder as a team, and um and, and they looked really good doing it. So very proud of those guys and, and very proud of the whole team this whole year. Everybody just did a great job. Yeah, that's excellent. And uh, Rob, where where can they go if they want to sign up for the tryouts? Uh, where how they, they how people sign up for the tryouts? Yeah, we, we'll have uh, by January first, we'll have our application up on our website, synergysports.com. They'll be able to go right on there, and they'll be able to fill out their information and submit their application right online. And then uh, what happens is they'll come to tryouts. We do a full day tryout, so they're going to show up here early in the morning. Um, last year we started off with timed miles and we started off with uh, just some general obstacles, see what, how people could handle things. And, you know, like I said before, we're not looking at just the physical aspect of these athletes. We're looking at how they handle each other, how they deal with each other, how, how, um, how the camaraderie is, all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, it, it really turned out to be an amazing weekend. We did it two days last year. It was a Saturday and Sunday. This year we're just going to do it one day. But they'll be able to sign up right online to answer your question. They'll be able to get right on our website, sign up, submit their application, and, and be good to go. And consequently, on that same website, they can uh, purchase uh, your equipment as well, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Yep, almost all of our equipment's on there. Our website, we're, we're still a pretty new company, like I said, and our website is, is growing as we grow. We have a lot of products that still are not on the site. We probably have maybe 20 or 22 products on the site now. And we actually probably have 50 different products, 45 different products. So uh, we're working to, to every day we put more and more stuff on there. We're, we're working on doing video and so forth. Uh, we're doing something unique, and we're going to start it hopefully today, actually. Um, every, every week we're going to release a video of something that has to do with obstacle course racing or training. So we might go out on the course and, and do a little instructional video on how to do a rope climb or how to do a – wall traverse or how to do a traverse rope across water and we'll do a little one and a half minute video on on how to uh, do those kind of things you know and i think we're going to do that every single week and hopefully people will be able to come to our site watch the video and learn something and increase their capability as an athlete so we're going to try and offer that as a, as a unique little feature on our site starting this week excellent excellent and if uh, somebody wanted to visit shale hill uh what's what's the site for that one rob I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Uh, what is your What is your site for Shale Hill? If somebody wanted to come visit you there. Oh, our, our website is shalehilladventure.com. And uh, as far as coming here, uh, we're open all the time. You know, we we're closed on Christmas and some of the holidays, and and the occasional race weekend when 
when we have like for example when the Spartan uh, Beast is at Killington, we're closed because everybody's racing it. <laughs> Everybody here is racing, having a good time. But we're open almost all the time. They can contact us via email and have any questions. You know, we'll answer anything they have. And what we what we do here is we have a guided course run every weekend on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and on Wednesday evenings at 5 o'clock during the summer. We don't do that on the evenings during the wintertime because it's dark. But um, we offer a guided run. They can come in and run with us. It takes about three and a half hours or so. And we take them through the whole course. We show them different things. We show them you know, basically how to get around everything. And then after that, they're welcome to come back here on their own anytime, anytime at all. They can come and just run the course by themselves or with their friend. They, you know, once, once they've been on the course one time, we're good with them being out there. So um, we do different things here. We do a, a day pass, and we also do um, uh, season passes. We do season race passes, and we also do monthly passes, just like a gym membership. So we have some local people that are here often, and they will buy a monthly pass, and they use it just like a gym. They pull in the parking lot, they go out, and they work on a particular thing that night, and then they go home, just like you would go to the gym and, and work leg day or you go to the gym and work you know, shoulders or whatever. They come here and they work certain um, certain obstacles. So it's, it's pretty unique. It's turning into a nice little outdoor gym. And like I said, we had a great summer this year, uh, very busy, uh, lots of new people, lots of repeat people. So as we continue to grow, um, you know, we're going to continue to grow here. We're, we're getting ready to put in uh, two, possibly three new obstacles before the uh, polar bear race. The polar bear is always our first race of the year, and we always like to try to introduce one or two new obstacles for that. And uh, this year we're going to be introducing some some really neat things. So uh, we have uh, Larry Cooper, who is the designer of the destroyer wall. He's going to be uh, coming up here, and we're going to be constructing a, uh, a synergy shale hill destroyer wall. <laughs> so it should be a unique combination of his sick mind and my sick mind and a whole bunch of cool little stuff. It should be pretty wild. When it's done, we've got some pretty good ideas. So um, I'm hopeful that we can we can keep growing, keep showing people things that they haven't seen before, and keep helping people improve their uh, athletic ability. That's awesome. That's awesome. And for those of you that don't know what the destroyer wall is, you can definitely find photos of that and video people have posted from the World Championships and or Shale Hill. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting little wall to get over. Uh, first time I ever saw it, Rob, was back in uh, October. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, it's uh, it looked like it was giving a lot of people trouble. Um, and yep. I guess that's that's this design to test your upper body. But I, I found it to be a, a neat little obstacle. So uh, yeah, I mean, if if the guy who designed that is designing your your new ones, uh, you know, good luck, good luck to the, to everybody going out to try the new ones because uh, you're gonna have some fun. So uh, oh, no, Rob, what, I, I, what we're doing that just real quick so I don't scare anybody off. We're, we're making that a multi-tiered level obstacle, so there'll be a, a kind of a beginner intermediate side and then an expert side. So everybody will be able to get through it in some fashion. And that's how we're doing most of our obstacles here now. We're rebuilding things so that there's a beginner intermediate level and then a kind of an expert level. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. That, uh, anyway, that, and that, that builds the confidence, too. Like, once they get over that so many times, they go, you know what, I'll go for the expert side and, you know, keep keep working on that. So that's 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 fantastic. I'm um, I'm actually glad that you mentioned that because uh, yeah, some people hear obstacles, they go, uh, you know, I don't know if I can do it. But like you said, with the beginner and intermediate level, everybody can do it. So I, I appreciate that's you. Exactly uh, right. So um, I, I I want to thank you for being on the show, Rob. Definitely. Um, the more you talk about Shale Hill Adventure and Synergy Sports, the uh, the more jealous I get that you're not closer to me. 
Um, I mean, we're only a couple hours, uh, only about like six hours apart here in Vermont and Pennsylvania, but you know, I wish you were right down the road because, as you said, it's like an outdoor gym. I think I'd probably be there every day, honestly. Yeah, we, um, yeah, well, I wish you were here every day. That'd be a lot of fun, you know, and people think that we're, we're that we're real far away, and from you, we're, we're a good six-hour drive, but, you know, we're only, you know, an hour and a half from Albany. We're only three and a half hours right from the center of downtown Boston and right four hours from the center of New York City. So we're not as far as people think we are. It just feels like we're far because instead of driving south, they're driving north. And I don't know what the, the <laughs> I don't know what the the reason for that is. But when people drive south, it's like, oh, we'll go down to a race in Virginia, nine hours, but we won't drive three hours north. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I get that too. It's, yeah, it seems like an effort to go north. I don't know why. I, I, agree. I don't know either, but it, it, it's an interesting uh, phenomenon. But we we have a great group here. We've we've uh, like I said before, when people get out here, they stay out here. They keep coming out over and over. And and uh, we are unique. We try to keep it very personal here. We try to remember everybody's names. We try to do things that you're not going to experience at a great big event or a great big uh, venue. You know, we're we're small. We're small town. We want to keep it that way. You know, if, if our races never exceed 500 people at an event, I'm good with that. I don't want to get big. I don't want to be huge like that. And, right. um, you know, I, I think that if we can keep giving that personal service to people, then uh, then we'll keep continuing to grow, and uh, Shell Hill will stay healthy for a long, long time. That's fantastic, and I and I really appreciate that that outlook because that's that's what that's what makes all of this worth it. It's just it's just your you know. The, the way you you articulated that right now that's what makes everything worth it you know and uh and i think that's the draw that's the draw for most people is they just they they want to feel good about what they're doing and uh, i think i think you've accomplished that there rob so again thank you so much for everything you do out there well it's, it's our pleasure and jill and i work hard here and, and try to keep everything uh real nice and keep people coming back and i really appreciate you having me on the show david it's been nice to talk right. with you and get, get get a little bit of the word out there for some people that maybe haven't heard of us before Absolutely. All right, Rob. Well, I want to I again thank you, and uh, definitely I'll be in touch here after the show. And like I said, I, I really appreciate you being on. Oh, my, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much, David. All right. Take care, Rob. Yeah, you take care. Bye now. All right. So that was uh, Rob Butler, Shale Hill Adventure. Check them out, shalehilladventure.com. Synergy Sports, synergysports.com. Um, like I said, the more he talked about everything today, the, the, the more jealous I get about uh, about not being close. Uh, obviously, I'm going to go back online and check out all this equipment. I've already looked at all the equipment, but I want to look at uh, some more of the stuff in great detail. So if you guys get the opportunity, go online, check out his stuff. If you're near Vermont or you want to, like he said, make a week of it, Vermont's beautiful. Go out there, check out his course. Uh, see, see how you fare on obstacles. If you're thinking about trying an obstacle course race or, or just want to see how you do it, with that um go out and try it out you know and uh I, I think you guys will be pleasantly surprised so once again for uh p4p sports i am david the hound liggett uh, this is beyond ultra and a show about endurance and all things racing um next couple episodes we're going to talk to some uh, i'm going to try to get some bodybuilders on uh p4p sports uh supports uh natural bodybuilding as well um, so I want to get some bodybuilders on and talk to them about their sport, stuff I, I really don't know much about and uh, I would love to learn about. So uh, we'll get some of those guys on and uh, we'll eventually get them to talk to uh, some of the head honchos at P4P because they are uh, sweet, sweet people. 
Um, nicest people you ever meet and talk to. And uh, I'd love to have them on the show and just talk to you guys. So uh, you can hear my countdown. And uh, this is me signing off. You guys have yourselves a great one. Talk to you soon.